will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle-busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same-game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bear. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Hello and welcome to episode 405 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter, at AndrewRLP. And joining me as always is the glorious League Freak. You can also find me on Twitter, at League Freak. I just added a bit of animation there. How are you trying that, mate? I feel uh, animated and pumped up now. It's uh, good to be here. Good to see all of the interns in the office. Uh, we still make them wear masks because we don't want to look at their faces, their stupid, unpaid faces. But uh, it's good. It's good to be back. You know what I like, what you've done with the interns there? Mm. You've gone and got this, um, like, just a normal torch, mm. right? And just told them all that it's a campfire. So they're all just standing around it thinking it's making them warm, but it's just, you know, it's just not. We Power know- of the mind. Well, you know, one of the things that I think was really important that we instituted uh, once the because we had our own COVID rules, and one of those things was we were going to run a black light over them. Uh, it was a little bit embarrassing at first because instead of uh, catching like germs and stuff, all it picked up was just cum. So our interns were really shown up for their terrible, terrible just cum everywhere. Yeah, um, but a, now they see they were just glowing. Yeah, it was really weird. They look like Mr. Burns. Remember when Mr. Burns was in the... the that's uh, right, that's right. It was like neon. Yeah, pretty much like that. And uh, But, the, you know, the, they've they've sorted themselves out now, and now there's a lot less calm around the office, and uh, I think we all appreciate that. Yes, yes. We won't mention how it got there. Um, and um, I suppose now's a good time to mention the spots. <laughs> Well, our wonderful sponsor in Palmerbet allows us to do this program weekly, and we will be covering all of the betting odds on palmerbet.com. So if you want to bet on rugby league, go to palmerbet.com. The people that support the Fergo and the Freak podcast, uh, you go on there, you sign up. They've got some really good odds. And, of course, as always, gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, people. And uh, let's get into it. Uh, it's Indigenous round. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see lots of amazing rugby league jumpers completely fucking destroyed by sponsors. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what the Knights pull out because it's going to be a really awesome design and that sponsor name is just going to be even bigger and more of an eyesore than ever. Um, it's just a good way of letting everybody in the world know that we don't really give a shit where you're from. The corporate dollar is what speaks the loudest. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's always, it, it is always kind of weird when you see them do like some little featurette about their jersey getting designed and what it all means. And yeah, then they whack sponsors all over it. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I reckon NIB absolutely loves this time of the year. Probably. Everyone's talking about us again. Aren't we fantastic? <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'll start on Thursday Melbourne versus Manly. Yeah, well, the Melbourne Storm, they're heavy favourites over the Manly Seagulls, who, of course, have lost Tommy Trebojevic. Um, do you say Trebojevic or Trebojevic? Uh, Trebojevic. Yeah, I thought it was Trebojevic. Anyway, um, he's out for the season with a dislocated shoulder, basically. No, no, you didn't I get injured, did 
Yeah. What did remember at the start of the the uh, for the preseason thing we did, and we said would he last X number of games, and we had an over and under for that. Well, he's gone way unders on that. So yeah, yeah unfortunate, it's, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much wiped out manly season, really, hasn't it? For the most it's part, yeah. Because about two or three weeks ago, everyone was wondering whether. Um, you know, who would be fullback for New South Wales in, in origin? Was it going to be Tom Travoyevich or Ryan Pappenhausen? And this game is not going to help us determine it because both of them are fucking injured. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. The other thing is, too, like I think about Travoyevich, and we talked about this on, on one of our early episodes of the podcast when he was about to re-sign with Manly, and, and we had a discussion about do you sign somebody up to that marquee sort of money when they're injured a lot of the time now? It seemed like a stupid thing to be talked about when he won the Dally M last year. But when you look at either season, either side of that, he hasn't played much football. And is one season in three worth it? You know, I don't know that it is. It's a good question. It's a good question. Um, and one that you'll, you know, rugby league fans will be debating for a long, long time, you know, because when he is on the field, obviously he makes an, a massive improvement to the team he's in. But uh, he's just not around enough, is he? No, so. no, he's not. And that's why on palmerbet.com, the Melbourne Storm are at $1.16, while the Manly Warringah Seagulls are at $5.30. Now, the Manly Seagulls have a 14.5-point head start. They're at one dollar ninety. And with a 14.5-point handicap, the Storm are also at $1.90. Um, yeah, it, look, the Storm coming off of a really poor game by them last weekend. They can't lose three in a row, surely. I I don't think it's it's something that I would uh, expect to see anytime soon. Mm. Martin saying that they've got quite a few players here that are... Um, either injured or coming back from injury. And so the the whole um, cohesion of the squad has completely changed. The whole dynamic's completely thrown out now. So it's kind of like they're back at the start of the season all over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Jerome Hughes has been out for a few weeks. He, turns, he returns for this game, um, which means Harry Grant returns to hooker. Um, Brandon Smith will be back to he, the bench role that he had. They've got an interesting bench for this game because they've got Brandon Smith and Tyron Wishart on the bench. So they're not going for a big, bulky forward, you know, bunch of forwards on the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, saying that, I guess neither is really manly. They've got um, Dylan Walker and Josh Schuster. Schuster's just... I remember when he came on to the scene, he was a, a really talented-looking 5'8", and now they've just turned him into this really slow second rower. And I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a strange one. It's a strange one. Because, um, man, the I, talk I, was he was going to replace Kieran Forum now that he's leaving. And then all of a sudden you look at Schuster going, you've bulked him up and ruined him. Like, you can't move him back now. <laughs> yeah, I, like, is Forum definitely moving on, though? You'd assume so. You'd think so, hey? But uh, yeah. anyway, the um, look, the storm, uh, it's it's... The way they were smashed by Penrith was very uncharacteristic. Then the follow-up was very uncharacteristic. Uh, Manly would love to put one on them here. I just can't see it happening, hey? Not not without the uh, the important Trebojevic in the side. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would put his brother at fullback, hey? 
Is isn't he injured though? The younger one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I think I think Ben got injured a few weeks ago. Oh, jeez. Um, so if you're so Trebojevic and you're not portly, you just get injured all the time. Yeah, that's right. If you haven't if you haven't got a bit of meat on your bones, then you're gonna you you obviously got burdened with the shit joints and <laughs> <laughs> probably be riddled with uh, arthritis at the age of thirty five. Jeez, that's terrible. You know, um, the last time Melbourne lost three or more games straight was in 2015. Mm-hmm. And back then they lost four straight games. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's pretty foreign territory for them right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing – I'm not seeing how I can convince myself to pick Manly for this one. I, I'm, there's not enough creativity in that side for me. It's pretty slim. Um, surely Melbourne's going to pull their finger out and and win comfortably. I can't see anything else other than that happening, to be honest. So I'm, I'm going Melbourne and probably by 20. Okay, so you've got them covering the, the handicap. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, now, Friday for the early game, we have your NRL and world champion Penrith Panthers back at home. What about St. Helens? Sorry, I just had to get that out of the way. Just had to get that out of the way. What about St. Helens? Yeah. I just had to get that out. I know, right? Just for all those St. Helens fans listening to us. Yeah. You know what happened the last time they got on a plane? They fucking lost to the Catalan Dragons. But anyway. Yeah, they don't like planes. No, they don't. Um, So your world champion, Penrith Panthers, they take on the third place... North Queensland Cowboys coming off that fantastic victory last weekend. The Penrith Panthers on palmerbet.com are at $1.20, which is pretty good odds, actually, against the North Queensland Cowboys who are at $4.60. The uh, line here has been set with the Cowboys getting 14.5-point head start at $1.90, and the Penrith Panthers with the 14.5-point handicap are also at $1.90, I don't mind the Cowboys with the start, but because their defense has been pretty good this year, but Penrith coming back home, it should be dry track by what I've seen from the weather reports. It's going to be a little bit earlier in the evening as well, so it won't be too slippery with that cold night air coming down off of the Blue Mountains. Um, Penrith should win this one. But North Queensland have not been easy for anybody to beat, so it should be a really good game. Yes, I'm just having a look on here to see when was the last time the Cowboys won in Sydney mm-hmm. at you know, and from from May onwards. And we've got to go back to twenty thirteen when they oh, beat crap. They beat Penrith thirty six to to four. In what was that August? Wow! And the last time they actually beat Penrith in Sydney was in 2016, from memory. So it's it's been a while since I've had any success against the Panthers in Sydney. Um, not mm-hmm. that I needed that information to determine who I was going to back on this one, because um, Penrith's coming to this game with no changes. The Cowboys though have got Felt and Tormalolo out, and for me. That's that's enough. I can't that's see the Cowboys being a threat with you know, Felt doesn't get 
too much of a rap. Um, but if we're honest, he's remarkably good at finishing off a movement, even when there's very little movement, you know, room for him to move. Um, and if you haven't got that finisher out there, it does make it hard to get, you know, get those points that you need. Um, and Tormalello missing in the middle, just, you know, that that's worth a lot of points to a team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going Penrith here comfortably. Tom Lalo's got an MCL injury, so thankfully it wasn't an ACL injury. Um, so he'll be back before the end of the year. I know somebody uh, a couple of years ago, they had Cole Felt as their winger of the decade. Ooh, bits. Yeah. That, that's, um, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought too. Um, yeah. yeah, it's hard to go past the Penrith Panthers. Look, they're... It's crazy. I was watching them last weekend and I was just like, it was, it's like what, it's like somebody else's team when you see them going so well and you're like, man, it'd be cool to follow that team. But now I actually am following that team and I can't believe it. It's kind of crazy. Like if you look at how few games they've lost over the last couple of seasons and how few at home and stuff that like, it's, it's insane. I can't believe it. So. Hard to tip against them. Oh, yeah. No, I don't see any, reason, any way how you can convince yourself to tip against them, as far as I'm concerned. Now, Friday night, the big clash. The Brisbane Broncos taking on the Gold Coast Titans up there in Brisbane. It's the all-Queensland derby. It's about as close to a derby game as they get until uh, the uh, hashtag Dolphins come in. Um, so palmerbet.com has the Broncos as favourites at $1.40 and Gold Coast Titans are outsiders at $2.98. The line has been set with the Gold Coast Titans getting a seven and a half point head start at $1.90. And with the seven and a half point handicap, the Brisbane Broncos are also at $1.90. Um, Broncos look pretty good again and it's cool to see. Um, Adam Reynolds is just, he takes them to that next level. But I think that there's also an improvement across the, the field anyway from that side. Um, they look more confident. Even in games when he hasn't been there, they look all right and uh, hard to tip against the Broncos. The Titans are just such a flaky team. I don't think that there's too many teams I'll tip them to beat again the rest of the year. Yeah, they've... They've really lost their way. You look, the Titans are one of those sides. You look at them on paper and go, yeah, they, they should be like that seventh to 13th sort of group there and winning like every second week or so and just constantly there or about. Um, but when you watch them play, you go, have these guys only just like met one another? Is it like they've had off season? and haven't met each other or something like that. They're just, there's no cohesion there. They're all out of whack and out of sync and people aren't running plays properly and the defensive line isn't properly set. Sometimes it's working together and other times just a random player just runs up and stops. Um, it's really weird. I, I saw a few highlights of the, was it Titans who played the Sharks last weekend? Uh, I believe it might have been Hang On. I went off of my my list. Uh, who was it? Yeah, the Titans played the Sharks last weekend. Yeah. I remember seeing, because, I mean, the highlights only shows you the tries being scored. 
But on a few occasions, the Titans just had a Rena player just run up on the edge and then stop. But the thing is, they were doing it so early. Though it was when the the play of the ball had just happened and Braley had just passed the ball to the first receiver. And just as Hines is receiving the ball at first receiver, he looks up and sees that the center's come up and then he's got stationary. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hang on, I've got two men outside of him. So Hines just runs towards that center, engages the, the center to run towards him, and then just long ball out and fucking try. And he, yeah. Well, I mean, that's their biggest weakness is their centers and wingers. And because there's, like, there's a lot of really good players in that team, a lot of them. Um, but And that's the thing that gets me. Like, they should be higher on the ladder for all of the talent that they've got in the side, even for the fact that their centers and wingers aren't that good. So... You know, is that is that it's got to come back to coaching, doesn't it? Look, I mean, I can't think what else it is. I mean, this is the problem. I mean, they've got David Fafita on the extended bench, and he's on a million bucks. He what? He can't. He's not good enough to get into the starting seventeen. You know, if you're not good enough as a coach to get something of value out of that human. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. It's not a hard job. Park him on the edge. Give him the ball when he needs it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the good thing about players like that, and we see it with Kickow, we see it with um, oh, there's a few other good forwards out there as well, like people like Wade Graham as well, who gets, um, and we saw it with Paul Gallimore for a lot, where instead of giving the ball every fucking time they ask for it, these people are so good at attracting, like, the second defender every fucking time because they're very good line runners. What they've got to do is say, you know what, we're going to use you as a decoy runner or we're going to pass behind you because we know you're going to attract two players. If we pass out the back, boom, there's automatically going to be a uh, an overlap. Yeah. But too often, they'll give it to that guy. So the two defenders that have come up are able to handle them. And I don't know why... The Titans aren't looking around going, you know what, let's let's just get Fafita to run a good line, shape to give him a good short ball, and just dish it out the back to someone. It doesn't matter who. You're going to drag that second defender in from out wide to try and get him, and you're going to have an overlap. I don't know why. When you've got a human like that who can break tackles the way he does, that's just a an obvious, easy thing that you would do. Penrith do it a lot better now with, with kick-out. They don't give him the ball every time. They'll they'll pop it out behind him. You know, it's it's smart. These people will attract defenders whether they've got the ball or not. Just get them engaged in the line running. That's all you got to do. Yeah, and, and I think Kickout himself has learned what he needs to do better at Penrith. And look, look, if I was if I had Fafida and he didn't know what his role was in that Gold Coast team, I'd say just run outside of Brimson. Just wait, just be prepared for the ball, run off Brimson's head. And yeah. that's all I would say to him. And that would be the start, you know. Um, just give him a really, really easy job. Because I look at this team, I, I love Brimson as a player. I think he's really good as a fullback. I think he's not too bad as a 5'8". I think Sexton that has shown that he's got some promise there. And he hasn't shown me anything that makes me think he's not worth persevering with. Um, Campbell is a Campbell. I mean, in the, that game last weekend, even in the losing effort, I'm watching Campbell play, and I'm like, 
he's uh, just a freak. He's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Um, you got Big Tino. You got Fodawaka. Like there, there's some really good players that would make most teams in the NRL. So why are they so shit? Yeah, they're they're not playing with any competitive type of structure about them. Mm. It's like they're going out and go right. The game plan today is to try not to lose. Let's go, boys. You're going. The fuck is this shit? Mm-hmm. And then they go out and they plot around. And you're going. Come on. There's no shape to what they're doing. It, it's like you know they're just going through the motions, and you shouldn't be doing that this early in the season. No. Um. And after this much time that he's had with the team as well, like it's not like this is a team that is very much different from the one he had last year. A lot of the same players are there. And, you know, now he's coached his side for a good 18 months at least. And they should be going better. And they're not. And we might need to talk about the legacy of coaches from a certain team that come into the NRL, but that's for another time. Yeah, that's... uh... Very, very, um, a very interesting comment that you brought up about that, that you're mentioning there, which I hadn't really considered before. But uh, when I went through the list, I went, huh, you were definitely onto something there. Was, wasn't I? <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, yeah. uh, Reynolds isn't playing in this game, mm-hmm. and Philip Stammy is out for the Titans, and Brian Kelly will be coming to the side at centre. Um, I'm going Broncos on this one, and I'm starting to think that there's going to be quite a few big score lines this weekend. Yeah, I feel the same way. Even without Reynolds, I go with the Broncos. I think that uh, I love their forward pack. I love what they're doing at the moment. I could not be happy for Kevin Walters, and you can see that he has worked his ass off to to get them from that team that had nothing. They they didn't even look like they enjoyed playing football to where they are now. In the same amount of time that Justin Holbrook has been the coach of the Gold Coast Titans, one has done a really good coaching job. The other one, I don't know what he's doing. And I think that the Broncos will win this game because of that. Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think the... Um, not, not just what um, Walters has got them to do sort of mentally, but... He's getting them to play pretty pretty solid attacking top football. And it's it's the basics. He's getting them to earn the right to get in good attacking position through good running through the middle up, you know, early in the set. Then mm-hmm. it wide. It's simple stuff, but it's always going to be effective. Um so it'll be interesting to see how they go this week because I think they've got um that rookie Ezra Mam who played on the weekend will be at halfback again alongside Cam- uh, Gamble. Um, it's a pretty inexperienced uh, spine, so we'll see how they go. Will be interesting, mind yeah. you. The Titans Titans spine's not that much more experienced anyway. Yeah, I just they're so flaky. Ugh, I, 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 yeah, I, they lost me. Anyway, Saturday. <laughs> speaking after, of lost. So speaking of lost, you're going. This is crazy. Okay, this is crazy. Palmerbet.com, the betting for the New Zealand Warriors hosting the Newcastle Knights. I've got no idea where they're playing, by the way. Redcliffe. Redcliffe. Yeah. The New Zealand Warriors are favourites. Oh, my fucking God. The New Zealand Warriors on Palmerbet.com are $1.74 favourites. The Newcastle Knights are $2.10. 
And mm. with the line set at the Newcastle Knights having a one and a half point head start at $1.90, while the Warriors with the one and a half point handicap are also at $1.90. And I look at that price for the Newcastle Knights, $2.10 against the New Zealand Warriors, and I'm like, nah, nah, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's terrible. As the New Zealand Warriors are, I think they deserve to be favourites. Yeah, I'm looking just at that 1.5 point start, and I'm going, hmm, like that—that's. It, it seems crazy, mm. I guess, in one sense that the Knights have, you know, they need a one and a half point start, and then you go, is it though? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of fine with it. I was listening to the odds going, no, nah, I can't believe. Hang on, now maybe. Oh, jeez. I don't know. It makes sense. Like, palmerbet.com are freaking geniuses. <laughs> That's the problem with this one. Because, yeah. I, I, was, I reckon they see games like this and they go, this is where we make a shit ton of money. Because <laughs> <laughs> it invites people to bet, to vote, you know, bet either side. But it's, this game is, it's got the potential to be the worst thing you'll ever see. Yes. Um, Sean Johnson's career is over, and yet they have picked him consistently ahead of uh, Chanel Harris-Tavita, who has said that he will get to the end of this season as a 23-year-old halfback with lots of promise. He will take time away from rugby league, get his passion back for the game because he's not really enjoying rugby league at the moment at the Warriors, and then he will see what he's going to do with his career after that. That's he how well this the, Warriors team is playing. He will leave the club, I'm sure of it, and he will walk into most NRL sides. Yeah, I, I could name. I reckon I could name ten of them really quickly that I think he would be better than their current halfback. Yeah, and if I was essentially if I was South Sydney, I'd be giving him a call. Yes, and I think um, he should leave immediately. If I was him, I would say, yeah. "Look, dude, if you're really that unhappy, leave right now because you're not doing anything for yourself." And this Warriors team is doing nothing for you. All they've done is stuff him around. And yet I can't tip the Knights. <laughs> this this game is on paper everywhere. Fucking hateful. Yes. I don't I think. Like I think what I'm going to do is cancel all my appointments. And I'm going to make sure that at 3 p.m. on Saturday... I'm going to sit down and hate watch this game like nothing else. It's going to be like watching NRL 360 all over again. I was just thinking the exact same thing. Oh I'm going to hate watch it. I'm going to I'm going to like really properly like hate this game. <laughs> um, you know, oh man, you know what? Our listeners, Palmer Bet has these prices up. I, yeah. I, who who are you tipping? Oh, look, I said I would not tip the New Zealand Warriors again this year. I can't tip the Newcastle Knights. I have not seen the Knights play with any brains at all this year. Mm-hmm. No brains. I've never seen a team struggle so hard without their hooker. A hooker who's never played rep football, mind you, either. Yeah, not not that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that um, Jaden Braley's a bad hooker. He's clearly very good, and I think he would be fine if you put him in the Origin Arena. 
but obviously he hasn't played there yet. But fuck me, the Knights miss him. They miss, not, miss him yeah. so fucking bad. It's not Cameron Smith, is what you're saying. No, yeah. that's right. But the guidance he gives them, the leadership he gives them, um, just the the skill around the ruck, the speed around the ruck, the defense around the ruck. Um, fuck, they miss him, man. It's yeah. it's insane. Um, I suppose on the upside, Jake Clifford comes into the Knights' side, mm-hmm. replacing Adam Clune. Um, so, so here's the thing, right? O'Brien has made more changes to his halves. Oh, again, again. But at least now it actually looks like a um a, a halves pairing that has the potential to create something. And whether that's something good or bad, we'll be <laughs> wait and see. But uh, oh man. He, you're going for Warriors. I'll. I we'll cover the. We'll cover the. We'll cover bases. Okay, I'll go for the Knights. I'm hating this by. I don't. I don't see the Knights winning. I'm only doing this because you picked the Warriors. Okay, I. I'm gonna have. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go for the Warriors, right? And I hate myself for it, but I also hate you for tipping the Knights. Like that's where this <laughs> game is at for me. I don't like either of us right now. I'm ashamed. No. It's um, yeah. I feel like I need a wash. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get some bleach, like water it down a little bit, and just scrub with it. You yeah. know, I don't know. It's going to burn me a little bit, but I, it's something I need to do. You know, I welcome the burn. Yeah, yeah. It's a cleansing burn. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, after that match, there's another blockbuster. We have. The South Sydney Rabbitohs, who Palmer Bet has favourites at one dollar forty, taking on your West Tigers at two dollars ninety eight. Now the line has been set seven and a half points are going towards the West Tigers. No Sarah, way. 20, yep, They're seven. undefeated against the Bunnies this year. I know seven and a half points, and with the seven and a half point handicap, the Bunnies are at one dollar ninety. I think when you weigh this, these teams up and you look at South's struggles and you look at the form that the West Tigers have, I'm going for South. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what? I, I, I've i got a, a guy at work who's a Bunnies fan and he's usually, you know, sometimes you get those fans who will, um, even in the face of defeat, will talk up, you know, but we we saw some good things with this and that and all this other stuff. And he came into work the other day and he said, we're done, man. I said, well, you're still in the top eight, aren't you? Like, well, you know, not far off it if you're not. I mean, what are you on about? You've got a pretty good score. No, nah, man. Last week when it was bad, we're done. I went, nah, man, it's too easy to say that. Nope, we're done. I said, Give me, you got the Tigers for He said, nope, we're done. I went, okay, he's convinced. <laughs> he's talked himself into it. I think we talked about the way South Sydney are playing with the halves last week, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, because I, I tweeted about that after their game on the weekend and South fans really liked the tweet that I put up. Um, and it was just explaining how their halves don't link up at all. It's like when you watch them, it's like they only have one half out there on the field, but it's a play-by-play thing. Um, and it's a very strange situation 
but I I can't tip the West Tigers. You know, I, I just can't. Look, there's a few things that have happened this week to the Tigers lineup mm-hmm. that makes them remarkably better than last week, and they won last week against the shit side. Mm-hmm. Um, Dane Laurie's back at fullback. That's good. Um, Peachy is not in the 17. That's good. Neither is Jacob Little. That's good as neither, well. Neither is David Nofaluma. That's not bad. Um, Luke Brooks had been playing good at six. He's now back at six again. Hastings still at seven. Simpkin, I, pre- I prefer it- Hastings and Madden, hey? Oh, undoubtedly they're better. Mm-hmm. Undoubtedly. Um, but, you know, Brooks is in a he's in a bit of good form, so you may as well, you know, squeeze that orange while you can. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering it costs you a million bucks a year. It's an expensive orange. <laughs> Doesn't have much like juice one, in it, but when you find that juice, you squeeze that fucking shit. It's like one of those fucking oranges that they make in Japan where it's like you find out that they're really expensive. <laughs> and, and you wonder why, and then someone eats one, and they're like, it's the greatest thing I've ever had. It's so worth it. It's like one of those ones. That's right, yeah. That's what it is. Um, and Yutika Manu is back on the bench. I don't know if he played last weekend or not. Um, so the squad looks closer to full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I like the way their team looks this time around. I think they'll be a little bit better defensively than they were last week. Um, and their attack should be a little bit better as well. South, Cameron Murray might come back in. He's on the extended bench. Um, other than that, they're basically the same team that played last week, that played poorly last week. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. hell yeah, I've talked myself into tipping the Tigers. Okay. You poor bastard. Well, you know, I've picked Newcastle, so of course I'm going to pick the Tigers, you know. It's not <laughs> like anything's going to get, it's not going to get any worse, is it? Yeah, I mean, good. let's be honest, this game's got the potential to be much better than the, the one before it. That's true. Although, I, like, I don't feel confident tipping South Sydney, but I just can't tip the West Tigers at the moment. No, nah, that's the thing. Is it's one of those games where you're not confident either way again. Mm. Um, now, the last game on Saturday night, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks take on the Sydney Roosters and the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks on palmerbet.com are favourites. They're at $1.76. The Sydney Roosters are at $2.08. The line has been set with the Roosters getting one and a half point head start at $1.90. And with the one and a half point handicap, the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks are at $1.90 as well. Um, I think that we saw where the Roosters really are. Like they're not, they're not a top side. They're a lower eight. Like a lower top eight team, there are there are eight to to you know six maybe team. Um, the Sharks have been a bit hot and cold, but I feel like that they should get the win here. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting on this. The the Roosters just seen you know was it a, a year or two ago? No, it might have been just last year. They were absolutely decimated by injuries. It just feels like that that shit's still continuing on. Yeah. Because <laughs> their the squad just keeps changing nearly every week. Um, well, it feels like it does anyway. It's crazy. Uh, there, was a, there was an incident in last week's game where Jared Worry Hargreaves was sent to the Sinbin uh, and then fined 
$1,500. The what did he do? He, I think he said to the referee, fucking hell, right? And the, the line that came out of it from the Roosters was, what other job do you get fined that much money for saying fucking hell? And I've thought about this. Okay? Yeah. Uh, if you're a priest. That was the one up, I was going to say. Yeah. If you're up there on the, what I don't know what they call it, podium, lectern, uh, I don't know. But if you're up there and you say, then God said fucking hell, I feel like you would get in trouble for that. Yeah. Uh, an- another one. Mm. Um, I reckon if you deliver babies and if at any point when you're delivering a baby, you go fucking hell. <laughs> I reckon that wouldn't be taken really well. I thought you'd get sacked, but Jesus Christ, that'd be funny. Yeah. How about um, primary school teacher? Yeah, that's. Oh, I, I think that would work. Yeah. Working on play school. What about uh, you're a plastic surgeon and you take <laughs> off the wraps and you go, fucking hell. Oh, that'd be bad. Well, someone just comes um, in and they say... We go, I've got a mole on my back. I was just wondering if you could get that removed. Let me take a look. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> um, a chef, when he t- opens the oven door, it's fucking hell. Yeah, it's probably a bad sign. What else? Yeah, don't, don't eat that. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a good list then. Maybe people could could also tell us what they think would be a, yeah. a bad a bad job to have as you know we say fucking hell. You want to hear someone go, oh fucking hell. Like oh I've got another one. Uh airline pilot. You <laughs> <laughs> the airline pilot going and we're cruising at ten thousand oh fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> Oh they could go for any sort of transport thing. Imagine being on the train. Thanks for, you know, being on the train today. Oh, fucking hell. Drops <laughs> off, you know. Uh-oh. Yeah, this is good. Um, Okay, back to the football, because we used to be a rugby league podcast. Oh, we dabble. We dabble. Yeah. Um, um, look, go on. Have you done the odds? Yeah. Oh, you did do the odds. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Will Kennedy comes back for the Sharks in this one. Um. Lachlan Miller played pretty well on the few highlights I saw last weekend. Um, position position wise, he looked like he was in the right spot a lot of the times. There was one incident which I think got overshadowed by the fact that he scored a try out of it. Mm-hmm. But for me, it showed how he's not quite at the NRL level yet. And that was a bomb got a uh, bomb restart happened. Mm-hmm. It's a short restart. It went up high, like most rugby union ones, which is where he's from, and he let it bounce. Um, but luckily for him, it bounced in his direction. He caught it and then ran through some piss poor fucking defense and ran like 80 meters to score or some shit. And I looked at that and went, yeah, that guy's played rugby sevens. Like, yeah. that's what that is. It's just running through the middle of the field against defense that's not quite there. You know what I found really funny was that remember they, they got rugby union sevens into the Olympics and they said, you know what, all the rugby league players, they're going to want to do it. They're going to want to play rugby union now. They're going to want to play in the Olympics. And then it turns out it's actually just rugby league park footballers that come over for a couple of years, play in the Olympics, and then go back to rugby league. And, yeah. uh, and, and that's, I mean, this is literally the, the the highest level any Australian rugby union sevens player has attained, and it's one game. 
and he will be replaced by Bob Kennedy, who's a real rugby league player. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny. It was pretty funny. Um, Royce Hunt comes into the front row again. Uh, Tom will be on the bench. Tig Wilton on the bench. He's been playing pretty good this year, Tig Wilton. Mm-hmm. Um, Fafita will be on the bench for this one. Pretty decent-sized forward pack there. Uh, sorry, our uh, bench rotation there. The Roosters are just sort of fielding whatever's available, it feels. Uh, doesn't look like they've got that good a forward rotation after the first, say, half hour or so compared to the Sharks. So I expect the Sharks will probably come from behind to win this one uh, reasonably well. I'm going Cronulla. I mean, yeah. If Cronulla do win, it'll be the first time they've beaten the Roosters since 2017. Oh, wow. Was that one of their cap-compliant years or not? No, that wasn't a cap-compliant year, was it? Because um, six, 16, they won the premiership, yeah. That was legal. Yeah, but the two seasons either side of that were illegal. That's right, yeah. So, yes. you know, the Roosters did well there. They've beaten a, well, they lost to an illegal side. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't count. Yeah. Oh, I'm to say it doesn't count like a lot of shark stuff. And uh, now, first game on <laughs> Sunday afternoon, we have the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs with a new coach and a new attitude and the same results versus the St. George Illawarra Dragons. Now, in the head-to-head, the Dragons are favourites. They're at $1.54 against the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, who are at $2.50. The Bulldogs have the four-and-a-half-point head start on the line. They're at $1.90. With a four-and-a-half-point handicap, the St. George Illawarra Dragons are also at $1.90. And I can't go past the Dragons in this one. I'm not tipping the Bulldogs. I oh, know the I'm back on the Dragons as well on this one. I'll tell you one thing I did notice though in the little bit that I did see of this game is um it appears that Potter has got them doing like focusing on the basics first. Because I saw the Bulldogs doing a lot more direct running and running straight and running in the middle. Mm-hmm. Whereas Trent Barrett had them going fucking sideways all the time. Yeah. Um and so they're actually looking threatening and they weren't getting down on themselves and out of a game too early. They were still in the game and still chasing points. And obviously their attack was working on the back of that. I mean, they're only up against the West Tigers' defence, so it's not that much to ring home about. But the fact is they were pushing through the middle and they were looking a lot better, playing a lot straighter. And it was a lot better for um, Burton especially, but Flanagan as well, because it gave them a bit more room, a bit more width to play with instead of all this sideways shit they were doing before that was getting them nowhere. Um, saying that, the Dragons' defence in the middle should be good enough to hold them out. And, I mean, let's be honest, Ben Hunt's the difference between these two sides again. Yeah, well, and we've said that a few times this year, haven't we? Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a really good player. Um, I'll tell you I what, just, though, the one thing that shits me about the Dragons' side, they're still persisting with Mbite at, in at Hooker. I've said oh. it before, the only place you put Moses and Bye is at 5 eighth. He's not yeah. a great hooker, but you know, yeah, it's it's a weird one, and and they the problem is they've only got they've only got a few plays that are really inconsistent. He's one of them. Mm. Um, if you know, and I, look, I guess it's a part of their rebuilding process. They're just doing the best with what they've got, but it's something I would probably rather chuck a young player in there and see how they go 
rather than Mbai, who just isn't a first-grade football player. He hasn't been for many years now. Um, but then again, he's playing against his old club, who paid him a lot of money. And, you know, may, he might have... Imagine if he had a man-of-the-match performance. Wouldn't that be cool against the Bulldogs? And it's not beyond him either. He does have that occasional great game in him. Um, might be once a year, but that does exist. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a weird lineup. This dragon side. I'm I'm not convinced by Cody Ramsey's an NRL player. No. Um, I think Tyrell Sloan looked a lot better at fullback. I'd rather have him there. Uh, you know, McCulloch's not great, but he's better than Embiid Hooker. Mm-hmm. And take all of the thoughts about Jack DeBellin's off-field, you know, antics aside. I don't think he's been playing that well this year that he deserves to be in the run-on side. I'd probably, and this is going to sound weird, I'd probably prefer Aaron Woods at lock. Um, He just seems a little bit better defensively, Mm -hmm. especially around marker. The balance seems to be kind of napping a little bit more at marker than Woods does. Woods tends to chase the ball player a little bit at hooker. Um, Bellin just sort of stands around and looks at him a bit. I, I don't know. I... Kind of just want someone who's is pressuring the, the the dummy half a little bit more, mm-hmm. especially in this game here. It's a, it's an easy job to do, so I don't know. I I, I think the Bella needs to earn that spot a bit a bit easy. So he's kind of just walking into it and being able to keep it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I don't know, but yeah, yeah. Dragons should win this though. Now in the last game of the round, we have the Canberra Raiders taking on the Parramatta Eels. The Parramatta Eels are favourites at $1.50 on palmerbet.com against Canberra Raiders, who are at $2.60. Now, palmerbet.com has the Raiders with a five-and-a-half-point start at $1.90, and the Parramatta Eels have, with a five-and-a-half-point handicap are also at $1.90. Um, well, like your May premiers, the Parramatta Eels... They had a really good run there for a week, and they should win this one. But, you know, the Raiders, the last couple of games, they've they've gone all right, and it's been on the back of the young players that Ricky Stewart's been throwing into the side. And, you know, he's just got to keep doing it. He's just got to keep faith in the young blokes and get rid of the, all the old losers. I know they've got... Uh, Charles Nickel Clogstad is not in the side. He's out injured now. So uh, that's like one of those enforced changes that I think will be good for them. Um, They've also got Fogarty making his club, club debut this weekend. Oh, nice. That's a, um, that's a really nice introduction. And, uh, and your mate Croker returns after being injured Ooh, for two weeks. That's um, Overall, though, I think... I'm glad he's finally got Savage, found a way to get Savage back in the side, and he's got him at fullback for this game. And I reckon he's going to be a better option at fullback than Rapana was. Yes. Um, it's it's a better looking Raider side. Uh, I probably I'm probably trying to find a way to get uh, Gula or Harawir and Nair into the the onto the bench somewhere, perhaps. Yep. Um, but other than that, it's pretty solid side. Parramatta, um, they've got Mike Acevo on the extended bench. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he comes into the side. <laughs> yeah. Surely they're going to find a way to put him in there. Because um, what else they got there? There's something else I saw there too, and one dimension. I can't remember what it was now. Couldn't have been that important. I mean, it's only Camper and Parramatta. <laughs> well, the the thing for me is, <laughs> like, I've really thought that Canberra have done pretty well over the last couple of weeks, but Noel Crocker's back in the team. I would take the Eels with the even with the five and a half point handicap that they'll be carrying. They should whip their shit out of the Canberra Raiders because it's like you just go for Crocker. He's just easy points. Easy points. I'm going to check something. What, what round are we up to? Is it 12? Yes, round this 12. would be round 12, yeah. Because I reckon we're getting into that that time of the year where Parramatta loses its shit. You know, the the strong start of the season? Yeah. That, that's That's now over. I want to see what their record is like in recent seasons in, in round 12. And you're not talking about the finals either. I don't know. It, it turns pear-shaped round at this time. Let's see here. Since 2008, they've won five of their 13 games in round 12. Five of 13? Wow. That's not great. Mm. I'm just bringing up the um, tipping competition. The Fergo and the Freak tipping competition at the moment. We'll see who's I'm, I'm sure that I'm doing atrociously. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, okay, so Carla is leading. She's got uh, 69 total tips. Nice. 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 Uh, she's followed by John, who is five tips back. So Carla's got a fair lead. Uh, Riley is in third place, followed by Dean and then Shane, and then Matt, and then Daniel, and then my former housemate, Reagan, and then Nadine in ninth, whatever, and then Oliver in tenth. So um, that's our top ten. Now, to find where we are, a little bit of scrolling that has to happen, hey? Um, Yeah, I think for me, like scrolling will probably work to find you. I think me, you need to hit the page down button a few times. It's a bit quicker. I've got to do page down. I'm in 63rd position. Oh. I've got 56 tips, correct. Guaranteed I'm a long way south of that. You reckon? Sure. It's hard to find, I find. Yeah. Oh, there it is. So you're in 75th. 75th. You're one tip behind me. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I was doing far more atrociously than that. No, nah, no, nah, you're doing all right. Um, doing all right. I'm only behind 74 other people. <laughs> <laughs> the, last, great. the last place people, we've got uh, a guy called Sean who's got 29 tips, right? Um, we've got Batman who has 31 tips, right? Uh, Chris, who has uh, 31 as well, and then Brad, who has 32, along with Jack. So they're they're at the end of the competition. Um, I tell you what, our leader is out to a lead. That's pretty handy, five-point lead at this point. You know what? Maybe we can just pull out a Benny Elias and say that this weekend everyone just gets double points. Just double points. Make a, make a triple Y. Who cares? Yeah, it's Indigenous round triple points. Tell you what, if you get 
if the West Tigers win and you pick the West Tigers, you get 47 points. <laughs> Why? Who knows? If you tip the New Zealand Warriors at all, you just get 10 points just for being brave. Yeah. If you tip Canberra to win, 63 points. Why not? We should be writing these down. See how much we can fuck up the tipping comp. <laughs> By the way, you know what? We, we could have done that. We could have had this thing where we were like, if you do certain things in the tipping comp, you get bonus points. It would have oh, fucked yeah. the whole thing up, but still. I think next week, uh, next year, yeah, we will make up those rules as we go. Yeah. And just make up a completely different fucking tipping competition. We'll just offer random points and it'll be stupid shit and the numbers are going to be massively weird. And then the final round, we can just make up the most absurd rules ever to see if we can get anybody to win. That would be cool. That would be really cool. That's doable. Um, Now, it's Indigenous round this week. I believe last weekend the AFL had an Indigenous game of some point and the big talking point out of that was that after the game, there was a brawl between fans and somebody hit somebody else in the head with a didgeridoo. Did you see that? Um, I heard about it. Yeah, I, I saw the, the video of it. The person who got hit mm-hmm. happens to be someone who I work with. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and from what the... Um, some of his co-workers were saying he was basically an innocent bystander. Oh, really? I think they were aiming at someone else and got him. Ah, far out, huh? Um, but on another note, I mean, AFL getting violent whenever there's Indigenous round on is not odd. Um, no. I was I was surprised that there wasn't just, you know, AFL fans or players or officials or something saying something racist because that's kind of more more their go. I don't know why. They made, like it, I guess. You know what? It made me think about um, sharing cultures and what other cultures could hit you in the head with something and how they would rate. So say you get hit in the head with didgeridoo, not fun, right? But just no. say a French person hits you with a bagel. That's not too bad. Yeah. Not a bagel, a, a croissant. Wow. It's all pastry, isn't it? Yeah, it's all fucking pastry. But what and else then, would there be? Well, a British person hits you in the face with gravy. Yep. What would a um, kid you in the head with? Jandal. Hmm, a jandal? <laughs> what? Or a chili bun. What is that? Esky. Ah, is that what they call eskies? Yeah. Oh, God. A chili bun. <laughs> um... Yeah, I don't in know. the face with a jindal. A jindal. <laughs> I do speak fluent Kiwi. Uh, I'm bilingual. What would an an Irish person as you see in the side of head with a Guinness? No, a West Tiger CEO. Why West Tiger CEO? Potato. Oh, yeah. Man, okay. you, I had to, I had to spell out the joke. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm ruining it's all funny, your. Jokes. It's the funniest thing I've ever said. Mm. No, nah, that joke you told me earlier. Do you want to tell everyone your dad joke or not? The dad joke? Oh, I was going to leave it for us, you know. If you want to share it, you can, but, you know. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's one of those uh, ones where you will repeat it to someone. <laughs> well, you, go, you know what? I'm going to repeat it. 
That's what you're going to do. You'll do it one day. So anyway, it's been a good episode. It's our Palmer Bet episode. All of our episodes this year are with Palmer Bet. Um, We love having them on board as a sponsor. They've been fantastic to us, so be fantastic to them. And always remember, Andrew, what are you supposed to do? I was going to say something bad. Um, no, gamble responsibly. Make sure you don't don't spend money that you can't live without. You know, when you go and do your gambling, only use the money you're happy to see go. Yeah. Um, that's the smart way to do it. Be yeah. smart with the people. Exactly. Uh, that Knights versus Warriors game. Uh, yeah. I think the smart thing there is to not bet on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is the thing about that one is some you could bet either side, right? Someone is going to be like. They're going to look like a genius. And but if you bet the other side, you're going to look like the biggest bum in the world. Yeah, but we're like, not going to tell you which side's the genius one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not going to know it full time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're not going to like that one. Um, there you go. That's an interesting interesting round of footy. There could be a few blowouts there. Yeah. And we, I think if Parramatta loses this weekend... We could be better to see them drop down the uh, drop down the order a little bit because you know the first ten rounds are done and dusted. They've had their spurt. Mm-hmm. Here comes the slide. They don't anyway, like performing when it matters. That's right. Yeah, sorry. Get all the good stuff out of the way early. Yeah, yeah. Alrighty, people. Well, make sure you check us out. On the socials, on Instagram and Twitter at Fergo Freak Pod. We're on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube, MySpace. So check us out on all of those. Give us likes, follows, subscribes, retweets, favorites, all that. Just click all the fucking buttons. <laughs> um, go to your podcast listening device and make sure you give us a five star rating and a review. Please give us a review, somebody. Um, also, get in touch with us via email, Freaky. Yes, yeah, send us an email at podcast at leaguefreak.com. We will do emails in the next episode. Lovely. Looking forward to that one. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I suppose that wraps this one up. Yeah, everyone uh, look after yourselves. Look after your loved ones. And... Gamble I responsibly. Have, yeah, gamble responsibly. <laughs> We'll catch you all next time. Palmer bet with the big don't argue. Punters will love that. Download our app today and enjoy tackle busting benefits with great odds, more markets, and same game multi every NRL match at Palmer Bet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1 800 858 858.